Welcome to Women in the Arena podcast, the podcast celebrating women doing extraordinary things in plain sight. I'm your host, Audra Egan, and our mission is to elevate the value, strength, and resilience each woman brings to the world. Without further delay, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome in, everyone. Can you believe that it's November? I mean, it's November. How did this happen? I I mean, October was the longest month in history, but November has just flown by. And next week is Thanksgiving, and it's completely blowing my mind. I don't know how the rest of you feel, but I can't believe that it's we're here and it's gone by so fast. That means that it is holiday time, which means it is holiday shopping time. And if those of you have not started, I have some bad news for you. There have been many people that have started very, very early. And with limited supplies, the stores are pretty wiped out. They are down to bare minimum supplies and choices. So I have a remedy for that. And just like last year, we are going to help support our small businesses. And today we're kicking it off with interviewing a woman who owns a small business that supports other small businesses. And please be on the lookout on my social pages for lists and publications of small businesses all around the country that offer unique and interesting gifts. They have no problem with supply chain and they desperately need our help. You will see a list coming forth. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome in, everyone, and thank you again for joining me this week. I have a very special guest with me. I'm joined by Tori Martin, and she is the owner of Studio 223 in Gilbert, Arizona. I am very excited for her to be here because she is a small business that supports other small businesses. And as we have been talking and have growing throughout the year, you know that that is one of the passions of us here at Women in the Arena, where we want to support female-owned small businesses. And Tori has a business that does just that. So it is my pleasure and my honor to introduce to you Tori Martin. Tori, thank you so much for being here. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited for you to be here. You have such a unique and wonderful store. Will you tell everybody about your store and what it looks like? I know they can't see it, but it's such a a lovely experience when you walk into your store. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, our store is in downtown Gilbert, Arizona, which has become quite a bustling little small town. And when you walk in our door, I just think of it as sheer happiness. It's super colorful, bright. It's just such a happy place to be. We sell locally made items. We've curated a group of local vendors and They all make handmade items that we sell in the store, which is so much fun because we always have different products, different things to offer to our customers. Our inventory is never the same. We have a lot of vendors who only make things one time. So 
a lot of things are very unique and different and you'll never see them again. And then we also have a DIY studio in our store where we host workshops, birthday parties, baby showers, bachelorette parties, all different kinds of events. Like I said, she has such a beautiful and unique store, and it is definitely an experience when you walk in, and Tori is always there to greet you. But Tori, I know that this is not your first career. This is actually your second career. So how did you stumble upon owning this beautiful boutique? Well, it actually was something I stumbled upon. Um, My um, career has been in optics. I have been an optician for, oh gosh, I think it was like 25 years. Um, My husband and I moved to Arizona. It was the first job I found. I um, did my state testing and that was just kind of where I landed and what I did for 25 years, which was great. It was an awesome opportunity. I learned a lot of business skills while I was there, a lot of customer service skills, and I really enjoyed that job, but it wasn't my passion. My passion has always been creating. I did a little bit of that on the side while I worked as an optician, but um, it wasn't my full-time job, obviously, so I didn't get to do it as much as I wanted to. And when this opportunity arose for me to purchase the store, it was like a dream come true. It's something that I've always wanted is to own my own business and It was just a wonderful opportunity that practically fell in my lap. I don't know how I got so lucky to have this opportunity, but I literally almost pinch myself every day as I drive to work because I absolutely love what I do. That is a a very lucky space to be where you get to go to work and love what you do. And I I have been, been a big fan of your store. And for a couple of reasons, like I said, I I mentioned the experience when you walk into the store. But what struck me beyond the experience is that even though you mentioned that you support artisans around the valley, 90% of them are women. Correct. 90% of these businesses are small businesses that are owned by women in some way, shape, or form. So how do they how do they come to you? and get a an opportunity to be featured in your store? Well, when I first purchased the store, we already had a good base of different artists and vendors that were selling their products in the store. And we were also selling quite a bit of party supplies. And we kind of moved away from that and added more local vendors. Um, some of them approached me. Um, most of them... I already had in mind because I loved going to holiday boutiques. That's just my jam. I love going and finding unique items that I would give to my family and friends for gifts every year. And so I had in mind um, some things that I wanted to add. And so I reached out to those local makers. And luckily enough, I think they all agreed. I can't remember anyone who didn't, but we were able to bring them all on board. And we're always getting contacted by other people. Um, in different areas and always looking at new things to add to the store. So I would guess we're probably at around 50 different local makers that sell their items in our store at this point. And we're always looking to add new and different unique things. 50. So 50 vendors. And like I said, the vast majority of those are women and you've gotten an opportunity to experience and witness how you supporting their business has changed their lives. 
Can you share a little bit about what you've seen through your artisans? One that comes to mind um, is Amanda from Cozy Knit Designs. Um, She's in her mid-20s, and she approached me um, to see if she could possibly teach classes in our workshop area, which I was really excited about. She makes um, hand-knit chunky blankets, and that was something that I had already been thinking about. So when she approached me, it was like a perfect match. We had a little discussion about that. I asked her if she'd ever taught classes before, and she hadn't which made me a little bit nervous, but I felt like she was confident and could totally handle it. And she did amazing. Her first class, she came in and she did an awesome job. And um, at this point, we have done her class, I believe, every month since she started. Her business has really blown up, not just because of being in our store, but also she is a hustler. She works hard. She... um, does so many things to constantly try and help her business grow, but it has been so fun to watch her go from, you know, just making a few blankets here and there and selling some in our store and teaching a class a month to teaching two, sometimes three classes a month in our store and in other places. Um, She travels to other States. She does in home classes, like her business is just completely blown up and it has been a joy to watch the success that she has had. And that's just from you taking a chance of having her in the store. I mean, she'd never done what you had asked her to do before. And you gave her an opportunity and she took it and ran with it. Uh, how how does that feel to be in the position where you are directly and positively not only impacting an individual's life, but their family's life? Well, I've never really thought of it that way before. Um, When you put it that way, it's pretty amazing. I look at the women and the people that we have in our store, and I just look at them all in a really an amazement because they are such hard workers. They're so creative. The things they come up with, I it always it always is such a surprise to me that they can come up with these things, and it's so much fun to see what they create. So for me, it's, it's just awesome to watch. I, I don't know. It's just a new experience every day. And I think that's one of the things I really love about my job is every day is, is not the same. And it's so fun to see the people that I get to work with on a daily basis grow and watch their businesses grow. It's, it's really amazing. That is, like I said, that's one of my favorite parts about your businesses because you are supporting other businesses. But I, and I know that you talked about what is fun and exciting and and thrilling and exhilarating, and that's what keeps you going every day. But talk about some of the challenges of being a small business because I know that there are plenty. So tell us a little bit about what you face, uh, especially over the last year. I mean, the, your store was closed for. Mm-hmm. A certain period of time and you had to get creative. So tell us a little bit about some of the challenges and how you how you meet them head on. Well, for one thing, I'm not good at numbers as far as taxes go. So first thing is we got an accountant. Um, definitely feel like that's worth every penny because I definitely do not want to mess up on my taxes. That's just one part of the business that I do not enjoy. So I'm more than happy to hire that part out. As far as the last year, it's been tough. We um, were very, very fortunate. We were able to pivot pretty quickly um, when 
everything started to close down because of COVID, I would say probably 60 60 to 70% of our business was in-store parties and events. So to not be able to do that and not be able to have people come into our store was a huge blow to our business plan. So we had to quickly pivot and figure out what we could do to keep things going. And so we switched all of our workshops and classes as much as we could to take home kits. And we just started selling those like crazy and advertising as much as we could. We would put them together as fast as they were ordered. I would have my kids come down to the store with me. We would have a couple days a week where we would have people pull up in the parking lot. We'd run them out to their cars. And it gave people something to do during COVID when they were on lockdown and sitting at home. And it gave us a purpose and a reason to keep our business open. And being a small business in this community has been amazing. The support is overwhelming. It was such a beautiful thing to see. People really did care about keeping us afloat. Because not only were they keeping you afloat, they were keeping all of those artisans that you support afloat. This was challenging for, for everybody. I have been watching you through social media really push yourself outside your comfort zone because you and I have both discussed that our not our it's not our favorite part to do social media it's just odd you know and no offense to anybody that's in our age bracket but we're old <laughs> we, we don't we don't know yeah. social yeah you know it's we, we we weren't we weren't raised with social media it's odd it's awkward it feels strange but i've watched you grow and be willing to push yourself outside that com- that comfort zone. And you are on social media every single day, hustling and highlighting all of your artisans. So have you felt that impact on yourself on how much you push yourself to stretch? Because you know you're supporting an entire store of people that depend on you. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of pressure sometimes to feel like I need to make sure that these vendors succeed in our store. I don't want anyone to ever have to pull their items out because they're not doing well. So I always want to give them enough exposure and let the people know that their items are available with us. Social media is hard. It's probably the part of the job that I like the least. Um, In the beginning, I was super awkward and I still am most of the time. But um, as my teenage boys tell me, I'm not quite as cringy as I used to be on social media. So I guess that's a compliment. I'll take it. I think that that's I think that that's as good as it's going to get from a teenage boy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it's tough. But there are times um, just the other day I had a customer come in and every single item that she was purchasing was something I had just recently spotlighted on our social media over the past probably over the previous three days, probably. And I just looked at her and I said, do you follow us on social media? And she goes, yeah, can you tell by what I'm buying? I said, yeah, I can. So I mean, it works. It really does. And I'm grateful that we have 
that free opportunity to advertise for our store and for our local makers. It makes a huge difference. I mean, there have been times where I told my husband, I feel like I could say, hey, we've got some ice cubes out here on the sidewalk. Hurry on down and get them before they melt. Because there were times where people would drive across town to get like a unicorn cookie that costs $3, but they saw it on our social media. They wanted it. They wanted to support us and they came down and, and purchased it. So it really is a huge part of our business. And we're so grateful that we have that opportunity to get the word out. I, and like I said, you do such a wonderful job because it's it's not easy having to basically recreate yourself every single day because as you said your inventory changes over on a daily basis and it's never the same day twice so you have to make sure that you are highlighting each and every one of your artisans and you do it every day and you have to be creative and you have to be engaging and it you know it it just goes on and on and on you, like i said you do a beautiful beautiful job what other aspects of being a small business are you like, eh, this is not really the fun part for me, but the good parts make up for it. So I know that there's plenty, but what's another thing that you're just like, uh, nah, this is not the good part. Um, probably cleaning the store. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have lots of spills with paint and stain and, you know, getting on your hands and knees and scrubbing those floors is not my favorite part. And I know I should probably hire that out, but I'm just one of those people where, if I can do it myself, I'll just do it myself. And so I do. And I think that's what's hard about owning your own business is you do everything from the fun stuff to scrubbing the floor on your hands and knees and scrubbing that toilet every day and doing those things that aren't the funnest, but they need to be done. And so you just do what you have to do. I remember a time, um, I think it was in 2019, it was around Christmas time, and we had been so incredibly busy. And we had had three events that day, and it was a busy Saturday with shoppers. And I remember after my last party left, it was around 10 o'clock at night, and we had had some Christmas candy in one of our classes. And I remember just going back in the storage room and sitting on the floor with that bowl of candy and <laughs> unwrapped one after the other. I was just so exhausted. I couldn't even walk to my car. I just had to sit there for about 15 minutes and eat some chocolate and then I was good to go. But it's exhausting sometimes. It's it's a lot. It turns out owning your own business is a lot of work. And I knew that going in, but apparently I didn't know the extent and I wasn't ready for the fact that the creative part of my brain would never turn off. I don't really worry about money or sales or payments or those types of things which I should, but that isn't really what's always in my head. It's the creative part of it that I can't turn off the, well, what, what should we do next for a workshop or who should I reach out to or what product do we need in the store? Those things are always swirling around in my head and keep me up at night. And I can't shut that part off, which sometimes I wish I could. I love that you are constantly thinking about that because as I've, as I've told you before, that your business impacts other businesses, other people's lives. And I love that you are constantly pushing yourself and thinking of ways, well, how can I get more creative in the store? How many more lives can I impact? How many more lives can I change? And like I said, when I first said that to you, you were shocked that that is how I viewed it. But that is, that is the reality because you support families and you are 
literally helping moms and dads buy dance lessons for their children or maybe even extra expenses that come up that they don't expect. And I know that that's a huge responsibility, but how how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel overwhelmed when I say it that way? <laughs> a little bit, because I'd never really thought of it that way. I mean, in my mind, I was just trying to offer a variety of great products to our customers, and I never really looked at it in the way that you were looking at it. And so it gave me a totally different perspective. And quite honestly, it put a little pressure on me (laughs) that I I hadn't really thought about before. So in a good way, I mean, that's a good way to look at it. Um, I just never really felt responsible for that. And I guess in a small way, I can help with their success and I can help with getting the word out about their businesses. But I just really hadn't looked at it from that point of view. And it, I mean, it is a great way to look at it. This episode is sponsored by Belleville Capital Management. When you need a friend in the small business arena, reach out to Belleville for your planning, lending, and investment needs. A friendly consultant will help you find the solutions that you are looking for. Belleville Capital Management, a friend to small business. What has been an unexpected joy that you own this wonderful business, it's a, it's a passion for you, you're changing lives, but what is a joy that you've experienced that you didn't see coming? Well, working in the optical industry, um, people don't, don't always leave happy. Um, <laughs> they come in and see you and they leave with maybe not the greatest diagnosis or learning the fact that they need to wear glasses and they are not happy about that. So experiencing that and not always having your customers leave 100% thrilled um, wasn't always the best experience. And I can honestly say working in this field, people always leave happier from our store than when they walked in. I really rarely, I mean, I can only think of maybe once in the past three and a half years that we've had someone leave upset. I mean, everyone just leaves happy. It's just a fun, exciting feel good place to be. And I'm just so grateful that I get to experience that every day. I love the relationships that I have with my customers. I have so many regulars that come in, know them by name, you know, know what they want, know what they need. And I love that part of it. And I also love the relationship I have with the local artisans. I just have made so many friends and they're all lovely and they're all hustlers and They all are just so hardworking and willing to do whatever it takes to make their businesses succeed. And that's such a fun thing to watch. Yeah. Like I said, it's a wonderful experience walking into your store. And and we don't mean to tease those that aren't in Arizona, but (laughs) those that are local to the Phoenix metropolitan area or within reasonable driving distance, what kind of classes are you offering in the next next uh, immediate future? So some of our staples that always do really well is um, we have a cookie decorating class and our instructors were on a Netflix baking competition. They're a ton of fun. We mentioned chunky knit blankets. Those are all the rage right now. Everyone absolutely loves those big, thick yarn, chunky blankets. So those are usually an offering that we have every month. 
we have jewelry stamping, we have um, sign making, we have calligraphy, we have flower arranging, fresh and dried florals. We're adding some new classes where um, next month we'll be doing macrame earring making. And then we're going to move up to different types of macrame projects. We just brought on a new macrame vendor. So just so many fun, different things. We try to mix it up every month. So we're not always doing the same things. And it is just a lot of fun to see people walk in. Um, A lot of times people have never created anything on their own before. And it's so fun to watch them walk away and just feel that sense of accomplishment and to walk away with an amazing product that they made with their own hands. And it's, it's fun to watch them believe in themselves and know that they can do something like that. There's, there's nothing like the experience of creating something, even if it's very small, there, there's something about that opportunity to create something from raw materials from basically create something from nothing. Yeah. That is, there's such a high and a joy to that. And I imagine that that's really wonderful to watch as you see people that it's their first experience and they experience true joy in accomplishing something. It is. It's super fun to watch. And we have amazing instructors that just walk you through step by step. I know like, Um, With our cookie decorators, people walk in and they're like, well, mine are never going to look like that. And then when they put them in their cute little box and they've decorated them, they're amazed at themselves that they did it. But when you break things down step by step, it's so, so much easier to do and it's manageable. And then they can go home and recreate that on their own, which is super fun to watch them gain the confidence in working on a project. And I will note that that cookie decorating class is exceptionally popular, (laughs) and I've been trying to get into that class for six months because it is always sold out. Yes. Always. Just when I think, oh, I'm going to get in. Nope. It's completely sold out. So it's very popular. So it must be a ton of fun for not only the instructor, but for the students to experience that because who doesn't like cookies? I know. I mean, <laughs> even if they don't look pretty, they're still going to taste good. So exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I want to make sure that the the audience can reach you, even though, like I said, if they're not local, you do have an online presence and you do support your artisans online. So if they were to want to connect, connect with you as far as looking at uh, what your current wares are in in the store where could they find you and and where how can they purchase items in your store if they're not local to arizona so we are on instagram and facebook um, our handle is studio 223 az and um, we don't do a lot of online purchases and mailing of products yet that is something that we're looking to expand into hopefully in the near future But we do have customers call and see something that they just can't live without. And so we'll figure out a way to um, get that product to them. But yeah, they can always just message us on Instagram or Facebook, or they can call the store and we can figure out a way to get them the products that they need. And and not to overwhelm you, but if there's an an artisan out there that has something really unique that you don't have in the store and they want to perhaps pitch it to you and see if it's a need that they can fill in the store, how would they get in contact with you if they have something that they'd like for you to take a look at? So the best way to do that is to email us. Um, 
and send information on themselves, on their business, on the products that they make, along with pictures, so that when we analyze vendors and products and what we want to have in the store, what we may need in the store, um, we can reference those emails and take a look. Um, We do get overwhelmed sometimes with lots of artisans that are looking to get in the store. We can't take everyone, unfortunately. Um, We try to keep um, just one type of product one top, one vendor per type of product if that makes sense so like for example um, we do get a lot of candle makers that reach out to us we have a fabulous candle maker she's also an amazing instructor that teaches um, a candle making workshop in our store so we try to limit that we don't want to oversaturate a certain product with a bunch of different makers but we're willing to look at everything. So yeah, if they could just drop us an email and it's hello at studio 223AZ. I, I love that you give everybody an opportunity to have a voice and it may not be a, a good fit, but at least there's the opportunity to present. And I think that that's wonderful that you welcome that. Uh, Tori, I am so happy that you spent this time with us today. Like I said, I've been a huge fan of your store. And even more importantly, I'm a huge fan of you and you supporting other small businesses. We need more people like you in uh, in our community. So I thank you for all of the hard work and all of the dedication that you put into your business. Thank you very much for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. It's so fun. I can't imagine doing anything else. I truly love what I do. And it's an amazing opportunity to meet local people and to support our community. And Gilbert, Arizona is just such a great place to be. I agree. I agree. If you have not visited our little burb of Gilbert, Arizona, please come on down because it, our little old dusty old town looks a little bit different lately. So sure we invite you to come down. Uh, Tori, before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to leave one final statement with the audience for them, to leave them with some inspiration uh, for the afternoon. Um, I would just say um, jump out of your comfort zone and try something new. Um, learn a new skill. It's so interesting to me, especially during quarantine, the people that picked up a different craft or a different skill that they'd never done before. I had a girl the other day come in and say, you know, I started doing this during quarantine and now I'm making this and it, she'd never done it before. And she was showing me pictures and it's just amazing to see the things people are capable of that they don't even know that they're capable of. So Treat yourself to a night out. Treat yourself to learning something new and gaining a new skill. You will leave feeling so happy and so proud of yourself. It's an amazing opportunity. And even just one night out can make a huge difference in your mental health and your attitude and your happiness. So I'm a big advocate for getting out there. You don't always have to come with a friend. Sometimes it's fun to come by yourself and meet new friends. We have a lot of people who have friends that maybe aren't interested in the class they're interested in. So they'll sign up by themselves and they'll leave being a part of a book club with a bunch of other people that were in the class. So it's a lot of fun. I feel like we have a really happy, welcoming environment. And um, I would just say, get out there and try something new. I love that. And like I said, once again, Tori, thank you for what you do. Thank you for all of the support that you give our community and the artisans in that community. And thank you again for sharing some of your very precious time with us today because you have an entire store to run. So thank you again very much. 
You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. It is our pleasure. And once again, I appreciate all of you for your continued support and for you being here. And we'll see you again next time. That's our show. I want to send a special thank you out to our guests for being so generous with their experiences and their stories, as well as our sponsors so they can allow us to continue to tell these stories. I also want to say a special, special thank you to all of you, this community that we have been building one person at a time so we can endeavor to change the world one interview at a time. I could not do any of this without your support. And for that, I am forever grateful. I look forward to doing this again. So we'll see you all next week. so grateful for each and every one of you and your unwavering support and your continued belief in this movement that has become much bigger than me, much bigger than just a podcast. It has become this forward momentum that we are all doing together. If you are ready or you know somebody that is, that is ready to tell your story and share your value with the world, please connect with me. You can reach me at audra at womeninthearena.net. I am so honored and thankful that you will share your story with me, and I'll make sure that it is well taken care of. I will never stop thanking each and every one of you, and I cannot wait to talk to you again next week as we share another woman's story and we celebrate her doing extraordinary things in plain sight. We'll see you next time.